Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Make Yourself a Cup of Joy podcast. It's Antonia here, and I'm ready to record episode four of the series. So I'm on schedule this week uh, for the first time. So it's Monday morning, and I'm so ready to dive into today's topic. Uh, before starting, I once again remind you to uh, either write a review or send me an email or DM me on Instagram so that we can share our views on the topics of the overall podcast series and uh, perhaps inspire the next episodes. So this week, it's going to be very, very intense for me because I will make my final decision concerning my new job and uh, I will also have a little celebration because it's my birthday week. I'm turning 26 on Wednesday, so I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for the adult life, but it is what it is, so I should be ready. And uh, without like rumbling for longer, <laughs> I will uh, dive into the topic of today's episode, which is irrationality. So you perhaps you are, wonder, you are wondering why irrationality and why did I come up with this topic for this week? Well, basically because I had a lot of time to think about my decision-making uh, processes and how I approach uh, both decisions uh, and I would say reality overall. And uh, I believe I'm the kind of person who always finds a, a balance between being 100% rational and also considering irrationality as a fundamental component in life in general. And I know this is not uh, the same for everyone because some people ponder every single step and they make their decisions or they build their ideas about reality on uh, evidence and proved uh, evidence. Therefore, they are, I would say, they calculate every move and uh, they try to go across reality with a very rational mindset. Personally, I think that I'm in between the two sides of the spectrum. So when it comes to certain decisions, uh, perhaps work-related or professional-related decisions, I'm very rational and I tend to ponder the pros and cons. Whereas when it comes, for instance, to relationships uh, or friendships, uh, I'm very irrational sometimes because I'm just guided by my emotions and my gut feelings. On similar grounds, I'm also irrational when it comes to creativity. So whenever I undertake an activity that implies that I'm highly creative, for instance, photography, I think I'm irrational in the sense that I tend to visualize uh, what does not exist before making it come into existence. And uh, overall, I'm a great supporter of irrationality because I think it, what, it is what's makes, what makes uh, life uh, uh, colorful. And uh, I will never give up a certain degree of irrationality along my journey. And if you actually think about it, um, overall, 
irrationality can be a very powerful tool. And uh, through this podcast, I would like to invite you to be more mindful of this uh, perspective and perhaps uh, to embrace it more frequently. And not to feel guilty if you are sometimes irrational. Rather see it as a superpower or as an alternative source of inspiration. And uh, I would like, for instance, to highlight how in, in reality, irrationality is responsible for the world's greatest inventions. And uh, for instance, it enabled the Wright brothers to believe we could travel by flying. Or also Graham Bell believed that people separated by distance could communicate using a phone and was very, very irrational in this way of thinking because this kind of medium was inexistent at the time. Imagine like if they never, never had this type of uh, irrational insights, um, then nowadays uh, we would give up uh, a lot of the means of communication we rely on and uh, our world will definitely be different. So overall, history has proved uh, that irrationality is very, very powerful. And a further reason why I think irrationality should not be discarded overall is that as humans, our brains, even if we don't want to, always have this tendency to move towards irrational thinking. And there are multiple proofs of this. And what's very important is that we acknowledge this tendency and we understand whether this could be either beneficial or detrimental to the final result. For example, there is um, a great uh, theory supported by a lot of researchers and promoted by Professor Thaler, which is called the theory of mental accounting and can be explained through like an example. Let's think about $100 we find in our pocket before throwing the jeans into the washing machine and the value we attribute to this money compared to $100 we gain from our employer. So regular money that enters our accounts. Of course, we attach more value to the money we were about to lose than to the money that we actually gained through our work. And uh, basically, this theory explains how people behave this way because they treat money from various sources differently and they mentally put them into different accounts. So this is a clear example, for instance, of how we reason as humans and we do not reason as computers that are uh, programmed to function according to specific algorithms. And I think that the human side of our decision-making should never be downgraded. Actually, in certain circumstances, we should promote it. Other times, of course, this type of uh, decision-making can be detrimental and can lead us to, mm, I would say, uh, bad decisions or decisions that are not uh, overall uh, um, like-minded. For instance, if we think about supporting a certain uh, charity by giving a donation, 
Once again, research has proved that as humans, we tend to support causes that uh, we feel we are more emotionally attached to rather than uh, causes that, for instance, involve uh, a wider population. So let's think about the Rwanda genocide. In that sense, we might be um, somehow um, not willing to support the cause because we think, okay, there's a lot of, of organizations working on this and our support might be just a drop in the ocean. So we don't feel that attached perhaps to the cultural and historical legacies behind genocide. And we would rather support a local charity that is uh, promoting, for instance, uh, um, school meals uh, for all the children in the community. So something that is more limited in, um, in scope and also something that is more uh, under our eyes and control. But this, if you think about it, is very irrational and might lead to uh, diverting donations to... Uh, causes that appear more appealing, but in reality, all charities need support and certain causes, uh, of course, need widest support because of their greatest, greatest impact on reality overall. So in this case, uh, being irrational is what occurs, but it's not the best uh, uh, road or path to follow. And... Uh, Overall, I would say that it's very important, as I was saying in the beginning, to strike a balance and to be like-minded, but not to avoid irrationality 100%. And this is also proved biologically. In fact, I will now explain what happens in our brain when we uh, are guided by irrational decision-making. Basically, what happens is that neurons misfire and the signals between the different brain regions get garbled and randomness naturally creeps in. And this is what um, research calls late noise along the decision-making process. And uh, basically, what also happens is that uh, our brain starts uh, to ignore a lot of information that appears as less appealing. And this process is called selective gating. And this process is not followed, of course, by computers or appliances, uh, technological appliances that are, of course, uh, um, trained to function according to algorithms, but all um, these steps are followed by the human brain. And that's it. However, like what this biological explanation proves is that selective gating basically compensates for late noise and our brain starts ignoring some information to prevent last minute neurological misfires from turning into bad decisions and bad choices. And therefore, irrational preferences may result from the need to make good decisions with an imperfect tool, which is our brain. And if we view it from this perspective, we understand that uh, biologically and neurologically, the process has a meaning. And therefore, discarding irrationality a 100% 
might not be beneficial under certain circumstances. And yes, so overall, my objective and the objective of today's episode was actually to highlight that sometimes being irrational can be key. And that once again, if we follow the conventional path, we might feel more secure. But are we going to feel more free? Or are we going to feel more um, able to go through this journey of discovery with an open mind? Personally, I don't think so. And I think it's, of course, very important to find a balance to understand that irrationality needs to be moderated under certain circumstances. But still, it's very important to listen to this inner voice and uh, to embrace randomness, to embrace uh, unexpected situations uh, and uh, to go with the flow. And this is uh, possible only if we are a little bit irrational. And uh, that's my personal perspective. I know many people uh, prefer to be driven by evidence-based decision-making all the time, no matter the sphere of life they are applying this approach to, or no matter the circumstances. Personally, I invite you, I wouldn't say to, of course, always embrace uh, this uh, um, realm and this uh, um, side of our brain, but never, never to forget that it's there. And I think this is key because uh, you can always remind yourself that irrationality can be an alternative and still don't apply it if you come to the conclusion that in this circumstance, it might be detrimental to your health or to your growth. But in other circumstances, like having the chance to remind yourself that this approach can be applied and then understanding that in this situation, it is better for you, then having the power not to discard irrationality all the time can be highly beneficial. So this is like the core message I wanted to share through this episode. And uh, I would also like learn about your point of view and uh, situations, uh, personal situations or life situations where you felt that irrationality actually helped you and allowed you to, I don't know, to jump higher and uh, uh, to embrace uh, something new and unexpected that you would never um, have the chance uh, to discover without being a little, a little irrational. So let me know by uh, sending me a DM or writing a comment uh, and uh, just uh, reaching out by reaching out via email. So whatever means, you always find the contact information in the show notes. And I'm very passionate about this topic, so I could continue for hours, but <laughs> we don't have all the time of the world. But still, I will really love to share, um, to know more about what you think and uh, perhaps uh, gain more insight and tool from you guys. So that for me will be great. And 
yeah, I would like to, to leave you with um, a quote by a famous poet, David White, who is an Irish poet that I find uh, very, very um, insightful. And uh, he has the power to use words in a very uh, strong and also beautiful way. So I will leave also the, his the latest publication in the show notes. If you want to check out all the collection of his poems, I highly recommend you to do so because you will not uh, be um, disappointed at all. So the quote goes, the part of you you thought was foolish, the wisest voice of all. And I think there's no need for further explanation. On this note, I leave you sending you a lot of love, reminding you to be here next week for another episode. And also, as always, underlying the importance for you to make yourself a cup of joy this week as well. And I hope that this podcast could be a great source for you to start loving yourself more and appreciating every side of your personality more. I love you so much, guys, and can't wait to see you here next week. Mwah.